big rocks and all that sort of thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the latest uh, podcast um, featuring my very good self and uh, my very dear old friend, John Hotton. Here I am again. Like Here day, I am. Like DC. Rock you like a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So uh, John has come up with a great idea for an episode. Which which she's calling the quiet one. Well, no, I'm not calling it that. I, I would call it the uninteresting one. Oh, you say, oh no, they're just quiet. No, they're not just quiet. Oh, you mean the you know, boring yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah. But this was struck me because there was a trend on Twitter the other day, and it said John Paul Jones. Hang on, a trend on what? Twitter, yeah. Which I, you, yeah, I, I you, don't know. What's that? No. Well, you do know what it is because you. <laughs> You're banned from it. Aren't you? I'm not just banned. You're, I am you're permanent, ba- permanently, permanently banned from banned. any attempt at coming back under a different name. Yeah, or, yeah. Know. They they actually messaged me to say, and if you try to come back under any guise, we will ban that yeah, too. Yeah, permanently. So people are left wondering what you've done, considering the people that aren't banned on Twitter. I know, and all I did was called Boris Johnson the C word that isn't clown. Yeah, four letter word. Begins with C, entirely appropriate. They said it was hate speech. Well, there you go. Quite Orwellian hate speech, isn't it? Like the two-minute hate. Yeah. 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 I've been cancelled from Twitter. Yeah. That's Be- great, though. Be- because- I'm, I'm glad you are cancelled from Twitter. I mean, don't get me... Don't don't be thinking that I'm not pleased about it. I'm very pleased about it. So and why like, would all that be? Because all I got was stupid tweets about, oh, he keeps interrupting. So they've stopped. <laughs> they've stopped, and I'm I'm very happy about it. Now, listen. If you're listening to this and you would like to let John know to shut the <laughs> fuck up, you can find him at his own Twitter account, which is the Old Batsman. Yeah, but it's all about cricket, so they won't be interested. No, but you can message him there and tell him to shut up. You know, I'm not suggesting you. I would never suggest no, you do. No. But if you're one of those sorts of people, and there seems to be quite a lot of them, John, those, one of those rude people. You should be banned from Twitter. But anyway, so, so John, you're on, so, you're on Twitter. So I'm on you? Twitter, in, in, enjoying myself, having a good, you know, good time, like <laughs> do on Twitter. I look up the side, and there's the, there's this, you know, uh, trending John Paul Jones. I mean, when trending, like, did you yeah, say trending? Trending. Oh, trending. Trending. John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones was trending. Was trending. Well, I mean, I presume you know, there's no one else called John Paul Jones, is there? Is it? I mean, some people there are two or three of, um, but. And it's like, you know, it tells you the number of people tweeting about him at that particular time. And it was quite a lot. It was like a few thousand. And I thought, you know, your, your immediate yeah, thought is, yeah. is... Is he dead? He's gone. He's, He's snuffed gone. it. Yeah. He's joined yeah. the great supergroup yeah. in the, in the sky. sky. Yeah, But no, no, he hadn't. Sadly. All it was was just his birthday. It was his birthday. And it was people going, happy birthday, John Paul Jones. Was it a significant birthday? No, it was, was it 70, 70, 76. 76? I mean, on the road to 90. 
Yeah, no, 76 is a, is a fine age, but yeah. it doesn't strike me as particularly... No, particularly so what, uh, and then I was thinking, is there one single interesting thing I can think of about John Paul Jones? If someone said to you, oh, John Paul Jones, you know, is there an anecdote? Is there a, you know, I mean, you think of Bonzo, there's the oh, yeah. the fishing out the hotel window. And oh, the, many things. The yeah. coke and the girls. You know, think of Percy and there's the, you know, the, the love God and all the rest of it. You think of Jimmy and there's the, a cult yeah. and the Boleskine house and is he gonna, yeah, is he gonna put a spell on you to end your life? <laughs> and then there's John Paul morning. Jones. And there's John Paul Jones. You think, yeah, I can't think of anything. Yeah, I, I, I literally can't think of any apart from he sometimes played the zither or something. The zither. Fuck <laughs> you. Like you know, it's like a, sort of, a harpsichord or something like that. I don't think that's a zither. No, it's is not it? a zither. But it was some. Sort what of is a zither? It's a doing doing. Yeah, I think it's kind of. Like what? How did it so goes? It's probably so in the in like in the in the very background of a uh, zither of um, yeah, the rain song or something. There's, there's a zither. There's probably you know John Paul Jones. Going, <laughs> now, 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 now. If you listen to the original demo of uh, Black Dog, yeah. actually, it goes, Hey, hey, mama said the way you moved. Da, 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 da. And you hear the zither. And then you hear Pagey turning it down in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Jonesy comes in and he goes, I'm sure I put a bit of zither on that back okay. in the day. Oh, oh Jonesy. Oh, no, it wasn't on, the, wasn't on the Masters. I hope we didn't lose the yeah. zither, It's Jonesy. strange, Jonesy. I went all through the Masters. It wasn't on there. In right. fact, you weren't on there at all. <laughs> I've had to redo the bass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes, yes. I'm I'm now doing the bass, and yeah. you're doing the zither. Yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. Robert Plant, I think, said uh, said to me once, um, "Give Jonesy any instrument, and he can play it." Yeah, but Robert's just trying to say something interesting. Yeah, you, could, you know those yeah. things where you go, you go on a a press thing, and they go. Uh, it's really good news today. You can speak to the whole band. <laughs> <laughs> They're all waiting for you. Drummer's really up yeah. for an interview. And you, 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 yeah, that's right, yeah. The drummer and the bassist, you know, they're, and you're de- then you start desperately thinking. You start saying, well, you know, I'm a bit short for time. Or, <laughs> or what do you, you know, how do you get out? You, 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 or you go, well, can I do them together? Can I do the bass player and the drummer together, maybe? And then I'll speak to when I, know, Robert. And, when I used to do Jimmy. PR... It was the bane of your life to try and find something for the the boring ones to do. Yeah, which was anybody that wasn't the singer or the guitarist, basically. Yeah. And um, and when we were doing, mean, it could be very problematic. So, for instance, when we were doing the Damned, yeah. Rat Scabies would be in our office every <laughs> single day, complaining about why he wasn't on the cover of the NME. Yeah, you go, oh fucking hell, yeah. it comes again, you know. Um. Because everyone uh, wants to speak to Dave Vanian. Of course. Because he was cool. Or Captain Sensible. Or the K- yeah, Captain, yeah, to but say not, something silly. Yeah. yeah but Rat Scabies, no. apart from being called Rat Scabies. Yeah. I mean, he was a nice bloke, but, yeah. you know, well, not that nice, I guess. But, um, no, pretty nice. Pretty what nice. did you call him? Rat. Rat, you did call him Rat. <laughs> yeah. I remember when you and I worked on Raw magazine. Yeah. You were the head honcho. <laughs> and I was so. Your... There's no way I'm going off to interview Jonesy. No, no. no. Um, uh, you were the head honcho, and I was like the magnificent one who'd been this this gunslinger who'd been yeah. hired to come in and sort of kill a few people 
story-wise, yeah. yeah, big stuff. But um, it was just when grunge was kicking off, and it was quite hard to get interviews because Kerrang would obviously get the first Kerrang, shot. Yeah, or, but Hammer. the problem with grunge was everyone else was covering grunge as well. Everyone. So everyone from Select, Q, Melody Maker, Enemy, all of those, and they're all ahead of us. They're, you know, There's not a grunge band on earth that didn't want to be in the NME more than it wanted to be in Raw magazine. In Raw magazine, that's right. Yeah. And, I, and I remember there would occasionally be a sort of, in the Venn diagram, there'd be a couple of those bands that came into our orbit where we felt we had more of a chance, like, say, Pearl Jam. The Stone Temple Pilots. <laughs> you see where I'm going. You yeah. see, you know, you know the story I'm going to tell. No, go on. This isn't about me sending you to interview someone to ask them if they were gay again, is it? Who was that? Oh, no, that was... Um, the guy with oh that was Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins. Yeah, thanks for that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have no um, memory. But anyway, it's the first time I've ever seen Henry smile and act all giggly. So, uh, <laughs> but no, no, this was this was you know, this was uh, raw days and um, Stone Temple Pilots had come in town to do promo for yeah. their new album. And you should remember that Stone Temple Pilots were sneered at by everyone in grunge because yeah. they were so obviously a me, <laughs> a me too wannabe grunge band. Well, you know, you know, uh, yeah, well, you know. But um, uh, I actually thought they were way better than a lot of the Yeah, they were great, bands, but because know. they embraced the side of it that Pearl Jam ran away from, which was the sort of stadium yeah. rock. Well, they were, they were in LA. Stone Temple like, Pilots were a band know, from LA. Right, it was like, here's a song with a massive chorus. Yeah. And it's like, you could record it as a country and western song. You could record it as a hair metal song. You could record it as a grunge song. We've done it as a grunge song. Yeah. Yeah, and they weren't from yeah. boring Seattle no, where everybody no. commits suicide. Yeah. Um, although they were a bit dark. So uh, so we're way down the list on, yeah. on people that have to talk to Scott Weiland. Yeah. And I remember talking to, you know, this young sort of drongo in the press office. You know, all right, mate. You yeah. know, one of those guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, he has no idea who you are. Yeah. He has never seen the magazine. All right, mate. Yeah, no. Um, so I've got to, and I can't remember the drummer's name. Oh, no. All, everyone else in Stone Temple Pilots was called something DeLeo. No, no, those are the two brothers. Oh, yeah. The bassist and the guitarist, the De, DeLeo, DeLeo brothers. Something like that. And, um, and then there was the drummer, and he was the boring one, right? <laughs> and they, he goes, I've got, I can't, I can't remember the, his name. As opposed to the legendary DeLeo brothers who were always off. Well, at least they wrote the songs. Yeah, that's you know? true. I mean, they, they were, you know, they were the brothers of the group. You know, I mean, you could build a case for, okay, we could do a story on that. You know, no, yeah, if you the can't drummer. get Scott, you get the guitarist. Yeah, right? not the fucking drummer whose name all these years later we still can't remember. No. The only possible circumstances in which you get the drummer are. All of the rest of the band have died in some sort of car accident, and he's the sole survivor. Or they're in the studio and he's going to give you the exclusive on the name of the album and all the songs. That's all you want from them. Yeah, and then you just say it was a singer yeah. you spoke and to anyway. it's just a new yeah. story. It's just mm. a new story. So this bloke, hello, mate. Oh, Mick, what was it? Oh, Wall. It's, oh, fuck me. So, Don't um, you know who I am? That was the line that was, no, it was no, on the tip no, of your tongue. No, no, It's on the tip of no. your tongue. No, it was more, more a case Because this, this was before the days where you could just go Google me. Now if, people, like, now, if people give me any shots, go Google. Google me, baby. Yeah, yeah. I used to say, check my Twitter profile, but I don't know what that is anymore. So last time I looked at my profile, it said following none, followers none. Yeah. <laughs> and you just that little grey face. Is there anybody yeah. on Twitter that literally has 
zero zero. I think I'm the only. Well, everyone Donald when Trump they start me. is zero zero. Yeah, no, they get their mate or someone, yeah, don't they? they? You, you, and yeah. they follow people, don't they? First thing they yeah, do is they follow. Do, but you, anyway, no, no. Back, so this bloke is like whatever the drummer's name is. Got the drummer Steve. It might Steve have been. From yeah, the Stone going to say Pilots. Steve. Yeah. Um, do you want to speak to Steve? I was no, so No, affronted. not even do you want to speak to Steve. They would go, I've got Steve for you. Yeah, yeah. I've worked really hard. I mean, it's yeah. hard. I had to call yeah. America a hundred yeah. times. And he's a great guy. Oh, he's a great he's guy. He's a great guy. You'll yeah. love him. We'll have a beer. You're yeah. like, oh, fuck off. So, no, it was, um, and I went, the drummer. <laughs> I said, I don't want to talk to the fucking drummer. And he went, oh, right. Uh, not, not feeling the drummer, eh? Not feeling the drummer. <laughs> I said, Tell me, is the drummer talking to enemy and Kerrang? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, no, Scott's very busy. And I said, well, when Scott's not so fucking busy, he called me back. And I slammed the phone yeah, down. good one. He called me back and I got Scott. See, it works. Yeah. It worked that time. The other times it didn't work. <laughs> this is why you're beloved of the whole industry. <laughs> this is how I forge my reputation for fair dealing. Yeah. Fair. That, <laughs> that guy, he's really, I, I've just spoken to this bloke called Mick someone, don't know. They, and they, uh, the experienced PR just went... <laughs> there was one time when, um, in the early days of classic rock, um, people don't realise now, but in the first year or two, two, three years of classic rock, we just couldn't get arrested in the business. They wouldn't even send us records. And Bon Jovi put out a live double album. And we had done them on the cover a couple of times. Um, so now here comes their live double. And they not letting us do an interview. Because John, you know, would rather cut his arm off than talk to a metal magazine. Yeah, he would because, do... he's, because he's Bruce Springsteen. Exactly. Stage, yeah. Exactly. And... Um, uh, and a, a guy that worked for him said to me, look, here's the thing with John. John wants to be in dazed and confused. <laughs> he, he wants to be in the face. Of course face. he does. Course. The face. No, no, seriously. So I, I, armed with this knowledge, I'm talking to the PR. And I went, what do you mean he won't talk to us? I said, listen, I know he wants to be in dazed and confused. <laughs> But when was Dazed and Confused last interested in a live double rock album? <laughs> Who does he think is going to buy that fucking yeah. rubbish? The people that buy classic rock. So here's the deal. And it's in a big open plan office and it all went quiet. I really let rip. And I went, so here's the deal. We either get John face to face or you're going to need a magnifying glass to read the shit review we give that album. <laughs> See, this is like you know, you know that you know Wolf of Wall Street that when he does his first call, and the office gradually falls quite. He goes, and let me tell you, would you like to turn your sixty thousand dollars into a? Because this is a sure thing, and they're all listening. It was like that, and I fucking slammed the phone down. And uh, I think at that point, if there'd been a straw poll, the chances of there, there. You know, getting us actually getting the interview, I think the straw poll would have said practically zero. Yeah. Guess what? We got the interview. Yeah, because he, you know, in the end. Because who the fuck would talk about his end. boring also, live double also, album? all you have to do if you're the PR is you just get John Dazed and Confused on line two. And he, he, and, 
He tossed the interview. And I go, hello, John, remember me? Fucking, yeah, what you work for? You know, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Remember when I got you in to the kiss party, John? (laughs) You remember, didn't you, John? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, when you were with Metallica at Donington. Yeah, do you remember that time I asked you about your new album? (laughs) (laughs) Live on Radio 1. No, steady now, steady. There's there's no need to go See, here's someone who's completely uninteresting. Do you remember the bloke who replaced Alec John Such in Poncho? Well, first of all, Alec John Such was but, hardly the most no, riveting was, No, but he was of. sort of semi, semi-funny. I mean, he was funny to look at. And he was, there was the time he, he, that he fell over. I oh, know it was Tico Torres. He no, Tico over. was the one with personality. Yeah. Tico used to yeah. talk like that. Yeah, Tico, you could kind of thought, was it? Doc McGee told me that Tico was on an aeroplane once going somewhere in first class and Madonna's in first class. And Tico's in the loo doing blow with, and it's someone weird, uh, not a rock person, not Miles Davis, but like yeah. someone like that. <laughs> and uh, and he comes out, you know, and he goes to chat up Madonna. <laughs> and, and she's reading a book. And he's like, hey, pretty good, pretty good book, huh? And she's oh, like, I thought you were going to say, hey, pretty lady. <laughs> it was a bit like that. <laughs> and so she's just completely blanks him. Yeah. And so he gets up and he goes, my girlfriend makes you look like cat food. <laughs> Cheers, Tico. Yeah, good old Tico. So Tico, interesting. Alec John Such, not, not so not much. Not so interesting. But then the bloke who replaces Alec John Such, and it didn't. I don't I, even know his name. No, it was Hugh. Was it Hugh? Something? Hugh, Hugh. Hugh. Yeah, but Hugh. But it transpired that he'd actually secretly been playing the bass on all for the some out, years. That's right. Yeah, he was and actually he, yeah, the bass yeah. player. And they get it. And then you realise why they hadn't got him in, because he was the most boring bloke on earth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hello, mate. Yeah. Fancy interviewing new in, bass player in Bon Jovi. <laughs> just as they, just as their fame starts to decline. <laughs> Would you like that? Yeah. Um, yes. So, uh, other other less. Oh, I tell you, talking. <laughs> go on. No, go on. Who, who I was just you... thinking of Judas Priest. I um, was just thinking of Judas Priest, the, the bass player. No, the, I remember. Are you thinking of the drummer? I re- no, I remember doing a junket to Spain. <laughs> Right. Of course you to, do. To Marbella to interview Judas Priest. It was, I mean, Marbella. They're probably tax. This was tax exiles. This, this was the, there's, there's a place in uh, Marbella called Puerto Benus, which is like the or used to be the expensive part of Marbella. Mm, that's obviously where they would and, be. Then. And it, this is back in the day before Marbella was the kind of chintzy paradise. It was just a kind of enclave, you know, an expensive enclave on the on the on the Costa del Sol and. Uh, and so we fly out there very early in the morning, a plane load of people. Chris Welch was there, I remember that. <laughs> Paul Elliott. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. The I boys mean, are never, back in you know, town. Inevitably, Lingy would have been there. And it was like... We, but we Lingy were, would have been taking we it seriously. Yeah, we, were li- we were at in Gatwick. In a Judas Priest probably, t-shirt and autograph yeah, book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're probably, with a load of albums yeah, to, be signed. to be signed. And the rest of us, it's, like, it's sort of like 6.15am at Gatwick. Yeah. <laughs> Someone goes, would you, oh, would you like some champagne? It's like, Jesus <laughs> At least let my eyes open, you know. <laughs> so we fly out there and it's all, all very good, you know. And it's at this beautiful hotel, lovely hotel, and quite near, I think one of them, either Rob or, or Glenn had a villa there, which was why we were there. And, and he, who's he, whoever's villa it was was next door to Sean Connery's villa. <laughs> yeah. Sean, Sean, Sean Connery was his Con- next door neighbour. 
I'm a big fan of yeah. Judas Priest. Yeah. Well, he, whether he was or not, he'd have heard it blasting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he was living next door to Rob, he would he would have had an eye Party of, HQ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I can't remember if it was Sean, Rob was or... a very good-looking man. Yeah, yeah. It was either Rob or whatever. But or anyway, Rob. so we go do the interview. And it is a junket, so that means there's loads of journalists and the band are being... And, and Jane Andrews is looking after PR, inevitably. Specialist, manager yeah. and PR. Yeah, and of course, the minute we get to Spain, she's in like a bikini or something. Because <laughs> we're sitting around the pool... Did she? Was this was this the stage where she had the breasts that Robert Plant paid for? Well, I I didn't ask her who they were. Who's they or did were. they look I like presume. someone had paid for them? Uh, yes. Well, those were yeah, the Robert Plant the ones. Robert yes. Plant. Yeah. Okay. So she's wearing the Robert Plant <laughs> brassiere and the John Paul Jones underpants. You know. <laughs> um, so anyway, so she's got like mincing around, and it and it, it's. Uh, regimentally organised that you know at at 2pm the representative <laughs> Kerrang will interview the drummer of Judas Priest you know it's a, you didn't it's a, get the drummer I, if you had to do all of them oh, for fuck's all sake. of them I mean was the drummer the drummer wasn't still Les was it was no it was that a, the American guy the muscly really guy who actually tall, play drums really really tall really like, could play massive. drums and so he's like by the pool in these leathers <laughs> you know like, like, amazing with Rob next to him with and the in this hotel in like in the, it was a really expensive hotel and it had a little church in the grounds because oh. a lot of the people obviously it's a very Catholic country and a lot of the residents were Catholic so it had a church there so there's so, a, go, so there's, they could go yeah. and get a, a, a quiet moment with yeah, the Lord with the Lord and with the drummer from Judas Priest <laughs> in his leathers <laughs> and no top you know and there, and there's Glenn and there's KK you know who are fine so you can you know, oh, and yeah, Rob no, they're, they're who are, you obviously fun. Rob's the one you want to talk to yeah yeah and then Unless the, you're in your yeah. leather thong. And then there's the drummer. And I can't even remember who the bassist was at that stage. Was it still Ian? Ian has it always been Ian here? Yeah. Did they not change it at some point? No one knows. No well, one knows. All we know is that Ian has been there since the yeah. dawn of time. Yeah. And the others just sort of congregated so around. You, so you go in and go, hi, Ian. You go, hi. Uh, you're a great album. Just heard it. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Did you enjoy recording it? Yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> One of the more enjoyable ones, yeah. and, and of the many songs you didn't write, uh, which which you know, can you remember enough to talk about? Well, I'd have to say all of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. It's like, and you're thinking, okay, we've done ten minutes. We've got half an hour or twenty minutes left here, and I'm, you know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Done. Yeah. So yeah, he, Judas. It's funny you should say Judas Priest because I was thinking of that. That guy, Ian, the bassist, 
uh, is actually a very lovely man. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure it's a, it's like they're in an artificial artificial position as much as you are. You yeah. know, it's that they yeah. they're looking at the umpteenth face, cheery little face peeping around the door, going, "Oh, could you tell me?" You know. So it's no fun for them. Let's get that right. Okay. Um, I, let, let's see if we can think of some more. I'll tell you, he's really boring. <laughs> Lovely bloke, but is uh, Tony Clarkin from Magnum? Yeah, I mean, should you the hat. Be, yeah, Tony the Hat? Tony the Hat, which is the you know, to give him a nickname to make him sound vaguely. <laughs> That's why where yeah, yeah, you know Tony why he wears the that hat, hat, don't you? No, you know I don't. Keep the sweat out of his eyes. <laughs> yeah. keep Nothing the, to do with the, the old hair paint. Out of his eyes. Nothing to do with the paint. <laughs> he did shave the paint, which was quite interesting. But but so yeah, periodically I would interview him because it, Magnum, you know, like at Kerrang, bands would get divided between journalists and it. You tend oh, yeah. to go you back t- you to, tend to do so the you'd same have your favourites, yeah. you know. Your so so Magnum, Magnum was always either me or Malcolm Doe. <laughs> Upper echelon. Usually, usually, Upper Malcolm, echelon. usually Malcolm, but if it was a you know, if it was a trip I could blag, I'd go. <laughs> I went to LA to you. The one you time the not. one time you they, went to LA yeah, to the one Malcolm. time they ever got to uh You could got have just gone LA. down the road they to were, the pub. They recorded an album in LA and it was called Goodnight LA. <laughs> Oh, it's fantastic. And they recorded that. Do you remember that guy, Keith Olsen? Producer. Oh, the producer, yeah, yeah. 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 He they, was the producer du jour. Yeah, well, they, point, so they? They, the record company finally thought Magnum, I mean, why, Magnum the, fuck, at that level why the fuck they thought, I know the next band that are going to make it. Well, they were very melodic. You've got Motley Crue, you've got Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, are the 50-year-olds from Birmingham who've been banging away for many centuries? All right, Keith, yeah. we've got to All make right, it yeah. single. So and I remember walking in, and he, he had this studio, but it was in Van Nuys. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, yeah, under the palms. Yeah, you know the place that's like 25 miles <laughs> of heavy traffic away from your hotel. It was there. What time have you got to be yeah. home? About 10pm? You've yeah, got to leave, leave now, now then, mate. Now. It's nearly 3pm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get out then. It's like, get out. And Keith Olsen wasn't there. I don't, God knows where he was. Probably doing blow somewhere. <laughs> Once he realised who Magnum were. And he put... Once he had, cashed yeah, the he advance. In. It was only like this kind of, like, everywhere in Van Nuys, this kind of looked like an industrial unit. But, um, With cranes. Yeah, but you go in and there's this rows of... Gold and platinum discs. I mean, the guy had done oh, yeah. uh, Fleetwood Mac. I don't know. I'm, White I'm, Snake. I'm busking here. White Snake and Foreigner and, you know, every all kind that. of, all of that. Gold disc and platinum. And there was a space on the wall. <laughs> and he'd, he'd stuck up like a post-it note or something and it said, reserved for Magnum. Whoa, Whoa. classic. But you can imagine, the minute Magnum out the door, he takes that one down. He put, you know, reserved the for the is? cars or whoever's <laughs> next in, you know. Reserved for yeah. Nelson. Yeah, although Nelson would have got there, he probably did produce yeah, Nelson. Probably did, but but so we get so we get no no. Uh, you know, <laughs> produced Nelson was the guy who did Queen, Roy Thomas, Uncle Baker. Roy, Uncle. Oh yeah, Roy. Uncle Roy. <laughs> Nothing strange about two blonde Unc- no. she males yeah. uh, and, and Uncle, Uncle Roy. Roy. Yeah, but anyway, fresh but, from his adventures I, I with Freddie. Yeah, so I mean, I go to L.A. to interview Magna. <laughs> Those were the days. Yeah, those are the those days. Those were the days. They, they, had a manage, they had managers called Keith Baker or something. And the first thing, like Ray Palmer's straight onto him at the airport. He's prized. He's, he, he goes, uh, they've sent us out here without any money, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, Keith Baker's wallet is prized open. He like gave us, gave us both like about four hundred dollar bills. And me and Ryan like, fucking hell, this is all right. <laughs> Free drinks. Like, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks, mate. Yeah, yeah we're cheers, uh, yeah. whatever your name is. You, you, yeah, you said to Van Eyes, that's strange because I thought it was in Marina del Rey, which is where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so. Uh, you know, Keith, Bay, and then it was really sweet when we, oh, that's right, that's why I'm remembering we, he did that at the airport because we get to the airport and you know, usually you just like get in a, you hope someone's remembered you're coming. Get to the airport and Wally Lowe, who was the bass player in Magnum, <laughs> he's at the airport and he's waving, he's waving at us as we come. But he was, he was like the loveliest guy. He's a really, really lovely bloke. Just fun to spend time with. He wasn't boring at all. He okay. was just a, just a really nice guy. But Tony Clarkin, I mean, again... Oh, the band he, are on the plane? He, no, 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 no. They're, they're in the oh, studio. They're, oh. So only Wally has come to meet us. <laughs> but he drives, oh, you mean come to the airport yeah, in LA? The, yeah, come oh, to the I airport. See, sorry, right. sorry, yeah, the airport in LA. He met us at LAX and then drives us with Keith Baker, who's shelled out all the money he's got in his wallet to Ray Palmer, who's, you know, phoning ahead to the bar at the Sunset Bank. <laughs> yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> Two pints of lager. And a, <laughs> so, <laughs> and then... Tony Clarkin, you know, <clears throat> I mean, he is, it's like, all right, Tony, hello, yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, you know what to yeah, say, yeah, like, Midlands yeah. blokes can be a bit and, fucking yeah, boring. The thing, with, the thing with Tony Clarkin, you go to him, so Tony, what, you know, this this great song you've just written, whatever it is, Good Night LA, whatever it's called, you know, it's got this about a battle or something, like, you know, what's about, and you go, yeah, I don't really remember writing that one, I'm sure I just, uh, I'm sure I just put something down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> In LA, hold you know, the yeah, front hold page. The front, yeah, I don't really remember that. I one. don't remember no. that one, no. And then there's Bob Catley, who's the singer, that little sprite like. Well, guy. I wanted to interject here because I find it one of the things I loved about Magnum, mm-hmm. they did some great albums. One of the things I loved about them was there was Tony the Hat. Tony the Hat. Clarkin. 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 And, and Bob the Cat. The Catley. <laughs> so we used to talk about the hat and the, the hat, cat. Yeah. And yeah. the thing about Bob. Catley is I bumped into him a few years back probably thinking about quite a few years back now at one of the download things and um, he's got that face like Roland Himes or Sid James you know he's just got that really you know what I mean he's got that kind of got like a really wide mouth very wide mouth always a sort of permanent grin fairish hair yeah all like frosted feathered and frosted yeah Yeah. and sort of tanned one of these people yeah very tanned Yeah. But he, but they won't know who Roland Himes is. But Roland's one of the great characters of the one music. One of the great, business. one of the great men of the music business. He's not very well at the moment. We should say, get well yeah, soon, get, Roland. Get he, out of that bed. All of our best wishes. Yeah, absolutely. So there's Tony the Hat and Bob the Cat. But Tony the Hat was Tony the boring one. Yeah. Oh, God. but but Tony wrote all the songs and did everything. That was yeah. the t- you know. So yeah. you kind of had to because you spoke to Bob. You know, with the best will in the world, he just turned up and sang, you know. I've thought of one. Um, do you remember the group Thunder? I do remember the group Thunder. But uh, I don't but I don't I don't remember anyone in Thunder apart from Luke and Danny and Ari. The there you drum. go. Yeah. Well there you go. I mean the the, the the bass you wouldn't know the others now, but the bass player at the time was Snake. Snake who that's had a bit right. of a thing that's going. Right. But then there was Benny. And I thought of Benny because talking about a cat. He looked. He he looked like Benny out of Top Cat. Crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> sort of Benny out of Top Cat crossed with Benny right. out of Crossroads, <laughs> right. and he was a bit like John Paul Jones. In he played 
a guitar, keyboards, could engineer, do this, do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's that thing, isn't it? Very nice, very nice man. But, you know, I don't know what to say. Yeah. Born. I mean, you get people, and you're going to go off on one here because I'm going to mention Rush now. Right. Three of them are the boring ones. But they they kind of are. All fucking. They are unique in the sense that all three (laughs) are the boring ones. They are. And they are. And they aren't. It's weird. It's like, no, I think they are. You know, uh, Alex is sort of very funny. Really? Um, you know, he is. He is genuinely he? is. Well, he's the, uh, he's the weed know, head, he, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Giggling. Yeah, and uh, when they were on tour with Kiss back in the early days was the one who kind of drove all of the on-the-road on mayhem, you know. Well, he's um, the drummer, isn't he? No, no, he's the guitarist. Alex? Alex. Oh, yeah, because the drummer was... Um, Neil Peart. Yeah. And now, Neil Peart, who has the reputation as The Professor... Now, if you did interview him, he was a boring guy. He 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 was boring. But what I mean is, Neil Peart had an inner life, and he and he had you know he 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 read a lot. He loved motorbiking and all these different things. Bird watching. So, yeah. So he, I mean, had you Stamp collecting. had he not been a famous drummer, and had you not wanted to get, well, had something he not been a drummer in a band and achieved a, band, a sort yeah. of semblance of yeah. fame, then you and and you'd run into him. In ordinary circumstances, you oh. go. Oh yeah, yeah. You met nice. this bloke the other day. Yeah, he goes off biking. Nice but bloke. It, but, it's beca- but it's because he's a rock star. You get this this kind of. Uh, There's a disconnect here, isn't there? There's a disconnect. In yeah. what sense is he a rock star? Well, in the sense that millions of people played to see him play and kind of millions hero of worshipped him boring and, people yeah well they might, to see the yeah, boring yeah. one that's the funny thing there is a there's a documentary god knows why i watch this about rush it's not about rush it's about rush fans oh fuck. but it turns out they're, they're kind of organized by this woman who who um she was she gave up being an aide to barack obama she was like incredibly high up at the White House in Obama's White House, and when that finished, when he went off to you know, whatever, she became head of the Rush yeah, she became fan head club. of the Rush, you know, fan organisation. Like that's the level of kind of Rush you meet. You meet these people at Rush. What do you do? Oh, look, you know, I'm a scientist. I love Rush. Love Rush. Love them. Love them. I'm inventing yeah. a virus yeah. to beat COVID. Yeah, that's right. So that's the kind of thing. And this is my 367th Rush show of the tour. Oh yeah. yeah you know. It's oh yeah. That. Yeah. And then there's Geddy. Geddy, collect, he's a great collector, Geddy. So he's really, was he into, train sets? No, base, he was into baseball. So he collected... Um, cards. Yeah, cards. And actual, you know, the, big, the big thing in baseball is getting baseball players to sign a baseball. Yeah, I, you know, yeah. I, I can I feel the hairs on the back yeah. of my neck standing Stay. up with excitement <laughs> yeah. at he is, this. you know, old Ed... Bowery from the San Francisco. <laughs> this is the very ball, the very he ball used in the fourth. Which he hit a homer. Inning. He hit a homer. He hit at a the homer. bottom of the fourth inning. He was a homer. He hit a homer, <laughs> and then a homer bought the ball. I yeah. got homer to sign it. it. Yeah. So Geddy's got a house full of this stuff. He's got it? a house full of. Oh, at least, and he and he did write a book about all the bass guitars he's got. <laughs> he did not. So they kind of made a they made a virtue of being boring. Get hang on, hang on. Geddy Lee yeah. wrote a book yeah. about all the bass guitar. Because yeah. he's literally How did got, I not know this? But he's literally got sort of every bass in the world that 
that someone that, else that doesn't is, own. That's he has. very you know, interesting. That is incredibly it's all, it's all like, interesting. Here's the you know limited edition Fender Jazz Precision played by Dave Sprog on the Straub's fifty seventh album. You know. I'm I'm actually off to commit well, you suicide. Mean, you mean at this that's point. the actual one. Yeah, that's. I'm actually one. fitting the noose around my neck listening to this. <laughs> so yeah, Rush, great guys. Yeah, they are good guys. They know, but the thing Alex is, Alex sounds all right. Alex is great. Alex is very well. I don't know. You know, he sounds all right to me. Very he smokes funny. a ton of weed, very, very, writes yeah. lyrics, and causes yeah. mayhem. And he, yeah. how did he end up in Rush? Who knows? I mean, you need a funny one, don't you? To I keep heard their original name was Don't Rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No? Okay. I don't know. Um yeah. Fleetwood Mac. Again it's the bass player, John McVie. I mean oh, he, the right. band is named off. Is that, no, it's Fleetwood it, Mac. Yeah. Mick Fleetwood and John oh, Mac. Oh, I to the drummer. Mick Fleetwood. Yeah. Oh, he's not the boring one. Oh no, but he was re- he was he was like off his own ass. But aggressively so, you know, like aggressive. Like didn't want to do the interview and was going to be aggressive about it. It's only on the phone, thank God. Oh, yeah. well, he's tall and coked yeah. up for about five decades, yeah. isn't he? And angry, he's angry, an angry, angry. You know, it's yeah. like Fleet he looks Ma- angry. Fleet he's all Ma- hunched you know, over. And do you think? Evil. Yeah, you think it's like? Do you need to sell any more albums? No. Do you need to? Do you need any more money? No. And that was his attitude. You know. Why am I doing this? I thought, all right, yeah, why am I fucking doing it, mate? You know, <laughs> I don't want to be here. Yeah. Okay, let me think of some more. Let's go to the world of metal. Um, do you think Jason Newsted would have qualified as the boring one? The boring one. one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's, I mean, let's, let's discuss call it. A yeah, what, does a he, what does he do? What does he do now? Fuck knows. I mean, Kirk, Kirk's the kind of sort of hippie dippy and when you but he you've got the impression kirk always kind of had to very closely guard what he was really interested in lest james hetfield find out you well, know, I, well, and I, kill him again yeah. i'm sure i've told you this story when i was on the american monsters of rock tour with oh them. and you and kirk were discussing homeopathy or we something. were yeah we were um, oh i like lavender oil. <laughs> oh have you seen my new you know patchouli it's yeah. true we were coming down in the lift <laughs> And he was talking about lavender. I said, yeah, they call it a medicine chest in a bottle. And then I said, have you tried ylang-ylang? Because <laughs> ylang-ylang is, really, is a really sweet smell, you know. Yeah. And he's like, no, yeah, here. And the, uh, go down to the next floor as we're talking about ylang-ylang. <laughs> and the doors open and in comes Hetfield. <laughs> and I am still blissfully going, yeah. And then, I mean, if you try the, I can't think of what they were in those days. We'll say, yeah, the, the nettle. The nettle oil yeah. right? is very good. If you put a few drops on the pillow, it yeah. helps you sleep. And Kirk's like, well, I wouldn't know about that. <laughs> yeah. I fucking know about that. Yeah. Headfield's got the, it's like a bull Le- about yeah. to charge. Yeah. Steam He's coming out. He's just killed a bear. He's on his way to <laughs> kill a bear. Yeah. I remember him coming in one day in the Black Album. I was talking to Bob Rock about vegetarianism. <laughs> You know, they couldn't wait for you to get there. They've got a list of boring journalists. <laughs> Fuck me, it's Mick Wall. You know, vegetarianism and patchouli oil. So I'm talking to Bob about it, and Bob is saying, you know, I didn't have kids in those days. He goes, you know what, though? He goes, every now and again when the kids are driving you nuts, you just fucking drive them to McDonald's and, you know, give them a fucking burger. You can get, like, two for kids, you can get, like, a, a, in those days, like, you know, 50 cents a burger or something. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm going, yeah, I know... Uh, 
but then have you been to the source on sunset because that's like <laughs> like um hemp tables yeah, yeah, and yeah, all this yeah. and then he- hetfield walks in and he's listening to this with this fucking <laughs> Just disgust and he looks and he goes golden fucking arches the golden arches yeah. oh my god and so yeah. me and bob immediately stum not another yeah. word from the two fags in the corner. Yeah, you know. yeah. Well, I remember seeing that there's a there's a bit of some Metallica thing where they're showing off their houses, you know, and Stars is in this ridiculous gaff <laughs> that's got a fucking fountain, in, you know, in the courtyard, and he's got a, he's got he's bought so much modern art that yeah. there there isn't a, an inch of the wall that isn't covered by a basket or a Keith Herring or something, you know, and uh, <clears throat> Kirk. He's living on this ranch, horse ranch, where he goes surfing, you know, runs down to the sea and the hills. And he's like, he's sort of raising unicorns or something. <laughs> and you can imagine Hetfield, and Hetfield, you don't see his house, but he's just on this <laughs> motorbike. <laughs> he's on this, you With know, a like, gun you know, yeah, strapped to his yeah, back. Yeah, but it looks like one of those motorbikes. It's like a kit one, you know, so it's got a kind of massive trailer on the back with huge wheels on it and it's got handlebars yeah it's like handlebars they're so far out in front of him it's like two cars away is his his front wheel and he's got one of those helmets that doesn't have you know just like a doesn't have a face bit it's just his face is he's on the chopper like this and he's still talking to you (laughs) above the noise of the engine That's you know what the trailer like. was for in the back? That's where you throw the carcasses. Yeah, so he's probably on his way to Kirk's ranch because he's heard there's a bear out there. Yeah, bear family. Got any, got any bears, Kirk? Got any bears on your own? <laughs> got any no. bears need killing? I've only got unicorns. I've got to kill them too. Yeah. <laughs> I like unicorn as a starter and then yeah. a bear. Yeah. 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 So um, yeah. before we close this stupendously um, exciting Boring. episode, yeah. Um, Let's do a run, a, a quick rundown of other boring people. Okay. You go. Oh. <laughs> See, you put me on because I've done all my the people I can think of. Okay. Who, okay. Who really? Te- you know, who okay. do you not look forward to uh, to interviewing? You know. Oh, okay. I'll tell you. Oh, you won't like it. <laughs> you won't like it because he's your mate. Go on. Francis go on. Rossi. Oh no. Yeah. he's not the boring no, one. No, he no, he's not. But he's, he does all these kind of horrible in jokes, and you, you know, you pick up. You have to do him as a phoner, and he kind of goes, "You, you know, you're ringing him," and he'll go, "You, the phone will ring, burp, 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 you know." You're just about to do, "Hi, Francis, it's John." You know, just have you got, you know, you pick it up, and go, "How's your father?" <laughs> and you, is this him or is this, you know? Oh, you won't get a packet of tea for that, will you? <laughs> I was just saying to the wife, you won't get a packet. Uh, anyway, how, how are you, mate? Uh, it's like that, and it's. Oh, <laughs> I just don't make. And then it's boring. And then when he does start talking, it's boring because he's bored. You know, he's well, bored. Well, you see, that's very astute of you. He is bored, and mm. that's why he ends up prattling away. Yeah. I did uh, watching the TV the other night. They were showing a uh, quo in Montreux from two thousand and nine. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking, thinking, why is this vaguely familiar? Because I wasn't there. And then I remembered, I wrote the liner notes for the DVD. <laughs> and we were, yeah. we were on holiday. The kids were really little. And we were on holiday down in Dorset at a cottage. And um, so two phone interviews are set up. One with Rick, because Francis couldn't do anything, but Rick had to do the same. 
you know, had to stay in the same room. <laughs> same, you know, you've got a bigger bed than me. It was yeah. all that. So uh, I'm on the phone to Rick for like an hour and a half, you know, about how wonderful it was to play in Montreux. And then I ring Francis, and he goes, oh, I don't know. He goes, he goes, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? And I went, yeah. He goes, well, just fucking write that yeah. then. See, that's what you want. If he did that when I was doing things, <laughs> I'd go, best bloke in the world. Thank you, Francis. Uh, you're not going to like this one because it's one of your favourite bands. Oh, go on then. Marillion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know I do, except they're boring. No, no, I, I don't. No, I mean one in particular. <laughs> okay. Let me. Well, give a wild well, guess. No, I can, I can think have of, a wild. I can think guess. of if I was being unkind. <laughs> God forbid. Unkind. Heaven forfend. Yeah, I could think of a couple of people currently in Marillion. Who would be number one most boring guy in Marillion? <laughs> well, no. You know it. Say it. Go on. Say it. Do both these people? Have the same first name. Well, no, no I wasn't. Well, I was going to say one of them. Oh, go on then. I'm intrigued. Go on. I, I would say Rothers is. I wouldn't say was boring. If you get to know him, oh, <laughs> which I don't. So you think Steve Rothery is the boring one? No. Well, I was going to, or also him. <laughs> Ian is a really lovely guy. Ian's but, not boring. But never takes his sunglasses off. That's because he's old. Yeah, and when they, when rock but, stars get well, to I, fifty, I, I, see, I think, that's I think the in law fairness, they've got to wear the sunglasses. In fairness to Ian, the last few times I've interviewed Marillion, his life has taken on a, a new hue. Really? Let's say what? In what way is he? What a drug addict now? Or no, no, no. Well, no. that was back then, wasn't no, it? Um, he's now living in. You know, domestic bliss. Is he? And, yeah. He was always happy with his... Is it a different wife? Well, he's married to the manager, isn't he? Ian the drummer? Yeah. I thought Mark Kelly was married to the manager. <laughs> no, Mark Kelly was married to John Arneson. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you've got that wrong. I'm sure I've got that wrong. No, it's Mark Kelly's Mark married Kelly's, to the manager. Mark uh, Kelly's yeah. married... Mark, to, yeah. No, 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 Mark Kelly's... I've just read Mark Kelly's book. Let's be straight about that. Mark Kelly has married many people. The manager of Marillion isn't one of those people. Is that the forthcoming publication, The Boring One? Yeah. <laughs> well, I am what was not. It, called? it was called something like Mistakes, Marillion and Mishaps or something, wasn't it? No, it wasn't as good as that. It wasn't as good as that. <laughs> right, I'm going to try and think of, of a truly... But no, Ian, so all I was saying about Ian was... Yeah, and he, you know, he... So I, th I think, I could be wrong, he's married to the manager, they live... You know, she looks after the band. And Ian does the band's accounts. He does, he does, I Ian promise Mosley, you. Ian Mosley, the drummer Mosley of Marillion. does the band's accounts, I promise you. He Are told you me tripping? that. tripping? He told me himself. He does not. He fucking does. He does. Mm. But we had a... Because I'd done a... Uh, book that involved going to going to Florida a lot, and he he said his former wife lived in Florida oh. or lives in Florida. Oh, she was lovely. She was an yeah. ex uh, Playboy girl, right? So no, not, uh, not in the magazine, like yeah. in the uh, bunny in the in the back bunny. office. Yeah, no, no, with the <laughs> tail, you know. I've seen <laughs> I know, you there. I know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, but no, and he did. Yeah, he did reminisce quite fondly about his, you know. Younger days in Florida. It's time. interesting yeah. you say about him doing the accounts because um, he definitely does. The Scorpions. I'm saying that now as a fact. The Scorpions, famously, their drummer Herman the German, yeah. was was 
was literally known as the worst drummer in all of Rockdom. Yeah, but a very good accountant. But a superb accountant. Yeah, yeah. And he was essentially the man's tour accountant. Yeah. You know also who, you know Ian Anderson does Jethro, Jethro Tull. Tull. He does Jethro Tull's Well, that doesn't accounts. surprise me. No, it doesn't surprise me. That does me. not surprise me. But yeah, so Ian Mosley, I would say. But he's, he's not But he's not like boring, boring. But if you just do an interview with him, he's like, meh. Yeah, what what about this track? Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, in in fairness know. to Ian. What's he going to say? What's he gonna the others come say? in with the track, don't come they? He just the goes bubbly bubbly. And Rothers, he's interested in photography. He's interested in, like, I don't know, wine, probably. Fly catching? Yeah, what do you mean, know. wine, probably? I don't know. He's probably into Darjeeling. He's a sophisticated... Oh, no, I'll tell you what he's interested in. He, I think it's cars, because he's got... I remember pulling up then he got like some sort of vintage Porsche or something. And it, and it was a, it was a, some sort of car. How's Steve Rothery going to fit into a Porsche? Oh, come on. Don't be unkind. <laughs> I'm not being you unkind. Are being unkind. He's, uh, he's well, got he cer- was, he, I think he uh, shares certain genetics with oh, fish, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> See, fish, not boring. I'll give him that. Well, definitely. Many not. things, but not boring. Or Mark, in fairness. Although his book was sort of Peter. I was going to tell I did promise at the end of the oh, yeah, podcast. That, that, please, let's talk everyone, more about Marillion. Yeah. Uh, which everyone was riveted by, which we reviewed Mark <laughs> Kelly's book. Yeah. Uh, that I would report back once I'd finished it. Oh, you actually finished I it? I did have to finish it. I yeah. think you may have to go into the boring uh, it, bin I did, at this point. Because it, it petered out into the... Surely And then not. we did this album. And then, and then we then did it was this album. Great. And, yeah, and that and one was great. Isn't Steve Hogarth a great bloke? Isn't Steve Rothery a great bloke? Isn't... You know, um, yes, Peter uh, Avis, a great bloke who we haven't discussed, but you know, not boring. No, no, Pete wasn't. He was. We did say he did this. I thought, do you really want to put? They put put this bit about Pete getting banned for drink driving. It's like about the only time you mentioned him for pages. I know. Oh yeah, he's going to really thank you for that, isn't he? Well, the, it probably rests easy in the in the uh, comforting belief that. People never read it. <laughs> in fact, you may be fact, the, the only, only person, person ever. does read it. I don't even think this book exists. Yeah. I think you've just made unless, the whole thing up. John Arneson's lawyers read it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and on that distinctly non-boring note, we will say goodbye. Goodbye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How do I stop this, Fern?